Hello and welcome to episode 53 of the Knitting on the Run podcast. Today is Thursday, November 29th, 2018. Segments this week include FOs, whips, and there's a couple new ones, knitting fail, spinning, knitting talk, wearables, on the run, and out and about. Here we go. First off, I want to apologize for the sound quality this week. I am having some sound card issues on my laptop, so we're kind of recording in a little bit of an awkward style, but I didn't want to delay the recording anymore since I took last week off, so please bear with me if the sound quality is a bit awkward this week. I hope to get everything sorted for next week. So first up, FOs. I have a couple this week, which is really exciting. I finished both of my mom's Christmas socks. They're both done. They are done in Plymouth Yarn Diversity in the deep sea colorway, which is sort of um, a neutral sort of grayish blue, more blue, but with with a kind of a gray undertone. And then there's dark blue in there and a little bit of tan and some gray. It's a really pretty colorway and my mom loves the ocean, so it's very appropriate for her. I also finished uh, my second, my younger son's second Christmas socks. So now these are both done. That is also done in Plymouth Yarn Diversity, but that is in the pizzazz colorway. And that is uh, stripes of white, light gray, dark gray, and red, like a really bright fire engine red. And those came out really nice. They're not matchy-matchy, but I don't care. He doesn't care. He's three. So we're all good. On to whips. So I started a couple new whips. One of them is my new pattern that I, I started for the Indie Designer Gift Alarm. If you're hearing this today when I put it out on the 29th, patterns are still available for 25% off. I believe it's until midnight tonight. So go ahead and get those patterns quick today while you still can. I'll be talking a little bit, a little bit more later in pattern stocking about some of the patterns that I have either already bought or are looking to buy. But this particular one I've actually started, and that is the Icon Dress by Carrie Helene Rain. And I've got some ancient, ancient stash that I wanted to get rid of, so I'm working on in um, uh, Cascade Yarns Ultra Pima Cotton Fine, I think it is, in the cranberry colorway. I've got something like 3,000 yards in ancient, and I, I want to get rid of my cascade yarn. So I'm going to use this to make a dress. It is a completely inappropriate color to make things, say, um, knitted knockers or something like that because it is, you know, flaming cranberry colored, but it would make a gorgeous dress. So the icon dress is a beautiful design uh, for pearl alpaca. Uh, that's where it was published originally. And it is a knee length slash T length dress and it's got four cables up the front and four up the back, and then a seed stick panel in between each cable. And that panel is triangular. So at the bottom, it's wider. And then as it comes up to your waist, it comes up to a point. So it's very flattering. And then the cables, again, grow out a little bit around the bust area to make room for a woman's chest. And it's a sleeveless uh, dress. So I think it'll be great for the summer. And as I said, I'm knitting this up in some ancient cotton. It was designed in alpaca, uh, which is a little bit of an interesting choice because alpaca grows and grows and grows and grows. And now cotton has a similar issue, but the reason I picked the cotton to do this in is because even if it grows, I can throw it in the dryer and it will shrink right back again. And my thought 
is so that it only grows in areas that first say I want it to grow and not the entire dress from top to bottom is at least my current plan is to pick up some satin yarn or actually probably some silk yarn, something nice and soft, and then to tack it to the back of the dress or the inside of the dress along each of the cables, you know, from the, from the collar down to, um, you know, the, I mean, the waist or maybe just below the waist. And then if the skirt grows, I'm totally cool with that, but at least then that will keep the bust and the waist decreases. And then the hip increases steady in the area they're designed to be sitting on and keep it flattering as opposed to having the whole dress grow and having the skirt pull down on the whole bodice. So we'll see if this actually works. This is going to be a long-term project. It's, you know, an entire blooming dress. <laughs> and I think I've got like four or five inches done so far. But one thing that um, Carrie Helene did, which was brilliant, I didn't understand it at first. And then now I get it um, now that I've knit a little bit and done I think a third decrease I, I reached you last night is that you cast on at the widest part. So as you continually decrease, the rows get shorter and shorter, and then your knitting gets faster and faster. And while it's annoying to start working those, you know, crazy, you know, 100 plus 200, whatever size you're in, uh, stitches at first, it gets faster and faster as you go. So normally I prefer to do um, top down, especially in something like this. So you could try it on as you go, but I, I get why she did it. And in retrospect, it was a very good idea. My next new whip is a hat for thing two. Now this is not a Christmas gift. I'm knitting this in some Valley Yarns Southwick that he chose while we were on holiday in Bermuda last August. It turns out the one skein of purple, because purple is his current favorite color, the one skein he picked up isn't quite enough, as he has somewhat of a giant head for someone his age. So that's okay, but you know, I didn't really want to pay for a second skein in Bermuda when I can drive an hour and a half to Webb's and pick it up for literally half the price. But it turns out, luckily, I have another skein of Southwick in a contrasting color from an on-site Webb's visit for many years ago. So that's in a green. So I'm using the green as the contrast rib and for the brim. And then I'll use the purple for the body and crown of the hat. And I'm not using any particular pattern. I'm just knitting him a hat. You know, I measured his head, got gauge with the needles, and then cast on the appropriate number of stitches. So I'm knitting it big enough that he'll be able to keep wearing it for the next couple of years, both um, circumference of head-wise as well as depth-wise. I'm going to make the brim, the ribbed brim longer fold it over and tack it. And then as he grows, I can untack it and he'll grow into the hat. I'll see how long he likes purple and maybe that I grow into the hat, but he's three. He loves purple. I'm going with it. It makes him happy. The next whip I have is the Find Your Fade Shawl. And just this morning I hit section four. Yay! So this is the second lace section. I'm still on color one. According to the directions, you're supposed to fade on section three, which is the second garter stitch section. But I want to just keep going with my yarn until I run out. So when I get close to the end of my skein, that's what I'm going to fade. I don't really care if I fade in the lace section or in the garter stitch section. It doesn't matter. I might have just enough yarn to actually reach the next garter stitch section. So I, I may end up fading like the last few rows of the lace and then finish fading in the garter and, and go from there. Honestly, it doesn't matter to me where I do the fading. I think it's going to look gorgeous no matter what. And the colors are so close together that you'll probably won't even notice. I did put a few rows on the Changing Staircases shawl. Not many, though. This was last week's knitting, not this past week. 
That is a 50-50 cotton blend from Great Adirondack Yarns. I think it's in the hydrangea colorway. It's sort of blue, turquoise, and purple. And I picked this up at Rhinebeck. Uh, this is the shawl that I cast on on the way home from Rhinebeck when I realized I'd left my knitting on my sofa when I had five hours in a bus to knit as much as I wanted that day. Yeah, still annoyed at myself for that. I've also been working on another hand-spun kippa. I apologize there. I do not speak Hebrew. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. That is in yarn that I spun from Hipstrings Cotton Club, some beautiful uh, slivers that she dyed up in blues and oranges, and that is made from fiber dyed with dyed in Pittsburgh. And I'll be sending the kippas back to Pittsburgh. So the pattern is the To Life pattern by Sarah Jordan, and all proceeds from this pattern are going to the Tree of Life Synagogue. On to spinning. I finished spinning the two slivers that I'd been working on, mid-season replacement and recurrent theme, and plied them both up over the Thanksgiving holiday. These were both two-ounce cotton slivers from Hipstrings, and together I've got roughly 400 yards total, and they pair beautifully together, and I think I'm going to make a shawl from them together. I'll talk a little bit more about that later. I've been stocking some shawls that I think would look good with some hand-spun. I also started spinning a new slifer from Hip Strings. This one is called Riot Act, and it is a crazy combination of a ton of different colors, pinks and purples and oranges and blues and browns. And She actually recommended we try to work on some color theory and, and to really you know work on, on, on how we want the yarn to look, but I, I'm still too new to the spinning thing, so I just grabbed some of the sliver from the middle, and I'm not necessarily spinning from end to end. I'm going to just grab chunks and kind of spin it randomly and then ply it up as a three-ply and see how it looks. And I think it's going to be fun to play with. Maybe I'll, you know, with all those crazy colors, I'll get some interesting barber polling and maybe it'll make a fun hat or part of a hat or, or something. And we'll see how it goes from there. Knitting talk. So the two things I want to talk about today are some knit-alongs, and I'll get to those second. I just wanted to say that I've actually had been able to take some time and design again this week, week or two, and it felt so good. Garment design is really my favorite, and I'm working on two new patterns right now. I can't tell you much about them, but I'm also trying to branch out and design some accessories that I want to wear because I'm always cold. So I figure if I want to wear them, maybe maybe somebody else might too. So this is all long-term, likely coming 2019 or beyond, but I'm really excited by what's coming on the horizon. Keep your fingers crossed for me. I could definitely use some good luck, but I really like what's coming along in there. And plus, working with the other designers on the Indie Design Gift Along is amazing. These women and men are wonderful. They are so much fun to work with, so much fun to chat with and bounce ideas off them. And also just there's so much inspiration, the beautiful patterns other folks have made. It really makes your brain think. It's like, oh, I never even thought of what if I used that construction with this idea that I had a couple of years ago. This is going to make a really, really fun project. And you could, you know, sort of put things together like that. And so I'm, I'm really happy that I've been able to work with the other designers in this gift along. And I have had an amazing time. So... One more quick promo for the Indie, Indie Designer Gift Along. The sale ends tonight, the day this is going to be released. November 29th at 11.59 p.m. Eastern Time is when the sale ends. The code is GIFTALONG2018. No dashes, no spaces, just G-I-F-T-A-L-O-N-G 2018. So if you want a pattern and you're hearing this on Friday the 29th, go get the pattern while it's on sale. Go right now. 
<coughs> excuse me, there are 349 designers participating, and there are some amazing patterns out there. You really should go. I'm going to talk a little bit later by, about some of the ones that I either have already bought or am planning on buying, but they're marvelous. Definitely go get them. Also, I'm starting to participate in the Knitmore's Grinch Along that starts on Saturday, December 1st. I have finished all my Christmas gifts, so I get to participate again this year. It's really fun. It's just a time to, I guess, make sure that you take some time for yourself this Christmas season. You know, a lot of us are moms or grandmas, and we're the ones trying to coordinate all the stuff for the family, all the presents, the travel, and, and who and what, and that sort of thing. Just a reminder to, to take a step back, take care of yourself too. I know for a long time that I definitely did not, and it was like clockwork. Every Christmas, I got bronchitis for years, years in a row. It got to the point where it's like, okay, it's December 24th, and I don't have bronchitis. When's it going to happen? I mean, it was become a running joke. And that is not how you should be treating yourself. We, we need to remember that even though we have a lot of stuff to do for the holiday season, we have to take care of yourself and just stepping back and putting down the gift knitting and not stressing about it and, and taking a little time for yourself is a simple but helpful way to make sure that you're taking care of your body and your mind while you're in a stressful situation. And that is so important. Next up is the Down Cellar Studio Pigskin Party. This started back at the beginning of the football season and goes through till... So you've got plenty of time to still join if you haven't yet. It's a lot of fun and you can go check out the exact rules and the prizes and whatnot on the Ravelry boards there. Now, last up, a couple weeks ago, I asked you folks for your feedback about what we should do about the Be a Helper cow. And I heard back from a few of you. Thank you very much to all those of you who got back to me either on the boards or PMs on Instagram or Ravelry. I really appreciate it. And your feedback has helped me make the decision that we are going to be doing this as a winter cow from now on. The summer was fun, but it's just not going to work logistically. Not just for me, but it turns out for several of you as well. So we will, even though this is a little bit short notice, we will run the Be a Helper Cow this winter. Goodness knows with everything going on in the world, everyone could use a little help right now. So I'm going to start the Be a Helper Cow in early December and run it through mid-February. Since we're going to run this in the winter time and start it in the December time frame, I want to make sure that we capture all the holidays that we can. For example, not just the Christmas season, but Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Solstice, those of you who do more big New Year celebrations and, and uh, give to the needy during that time frame, whatever your family's traditions are to give you a chance to participate during your religious holidays or just the special time that's important to your family whatever that may be. So I'm going to run this cow from December 5th to February 15th. Uh, this is a little bit last minute for me, so I don't have the prizes lined up just yet, but I will get that squared away for next week. For the start of the cow in that, in that next week's episode, I will be talking about what the prizes are. If any of you out there have an interest in donating a prize to this cow, please get in contact with me. I would love to hear from you. You can reach me at windsweptmonique at gmail.com or as windsweptmonique on both Ravelry and Instagram. Wearables. There have been a lot the past couple weeks. It has been cold and wet. We are now, I think, the officially the wettest 
autumn on record and definitely the wettest November on record and the cloudiest November on record. It's been rather frustrated where, you know, our local farmers who do winter crops are literally having their crops rot in their fields while California has been on fire. So can't we just ship them the rain? They need the rain and we're getting it all. But yeah, looks like California finally got a little bit of rain. So hopefully maybe our rain will stop for a few days. But in the meantime, I've worn tons of knits. I've been wearing shawls up the wazoo, including the murder mystery knit-along shawl, the um, addition is subtraction shawl that I knit, I think it was over the summer. Also the Dahlia shawl, which I knit in a sort of a bright blue with cranberry flowers and green vines. That's the colorwork shawl that I knit for going on vacation this summer. I've worn that one a couple times as well. I've worn my existing changing staircases shawl. I've also worn my frosted sweater. And that is the white sweater with the gradiated snowflakes that are in various shades of blue. And that is by Lisa Ross from Paper Daisy Creations. And I wore my Second Grace by Bristol Ivy. And I knit this up in Barocco's Modern Cotton with a green base with colorwork in yellow, blue, and purple. And I knit that up. It was supposed to be my Rhinebeck sweater last year for 2017, but it was just boiling hot that year. So I wore it for Christmas instead. Now it's time for our pattern stocking. So just going to go through and talk about some of these patterns I've already purchased and some I think I'm going to go ahead and buy for either gifts for next year or just to make something fun for myself. But these are the patterns that I have been looking at over the last couple days. And the one I have already purchased is Harry Potter and the Strange Persistent Font by Mary Annarella. And that is just a fun one. I've had my eye on this one for a while, to be honest, because I love Harry Potter my oldest is now really loving Harry Potter. We're in the middle of reading him book three. And so while he won't quite get the references on the hat, the hat says always. And on the back, it has the um, Deathly Hallows mark. And that's all from book seven. So he won't understand those references yet. But it'd be a great pattern to have in the meantime. And I may just make myself one of these because it's a beautiful pattern. And also the pattern actually comes with the entire alphabet. So if I wanted to put something different on the hat, like I could write the word Potter in that fun font or something else, I could sit down and talk with him. He, he actually needs a new hat. He has um, the Santa hat that I knit him God, years ago. I think he was three or four when I made it for him. It's not quite too small, but uh, he definitely needs another hat, especially when it comes to the rest of the season come January. Wearing a, a you know a red and white hat gets a little bit awkward, and you know, the kids start to tease him a little bit. And he does have another a black hat, but he much prefers the Santa hat. So we'll think of making him a new hat there. Another pattern I've been looking at is Don't Panic. This is by uh, Nim Teasdale from Nimble Knits, and this is I guess an ode to Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, which is a really fun book. If you have not read it, you definitely should. And she's got it so that uh, the different parts of the lace represent the different parts of the galaxy. And, and she also knitted in a gradient, and I'm a sucker for a lace shawl in a gradient. So I thought this one would just be a really fun project to make for myself. Thirdly is the Willowbrook shawl. And uh, this one is currently in my shopping cart, and I think I'm going to buy this today, definitely. It's a side-to-side -side shawl, garter stitch with, with lace done as you knit, not as an applied edging later on. And I think this would look gorgeous in hand spun, especially in the two skeins that I just knit up. And those two would sort of fade into each other beautifully in a pattern like this. So this is this is my, my plot 
is to uh, buy this shawl and then use those 400 yards of hand spun that I just finished to make myself a new shawl. And the last one, this would be a gift probably for next year, is the Heroes of Yarnia RPG scarf. And that's got dragons and castles and all sorts of really fun things. And it's sort of run as a game so that over, it wasn't, it was originally a mystery knit along run over eight weeks. And then you would sort of randomly choose which segment to knit next, kind of like you were playing an RPG game. You could roll the dice and stuff and, and choose. Well, you know, my kids aren't into that sort of thing, but anything with dragons and castles and stuff like that is awesome. So that, and he could also be the one to roll the die and pick the next segment to see how his scarf would turn out. And I think that would be a fun way to kind of get him involved with a project that he could wear next fall. Definitely not going to have it done this year, especially since scarves and I do not always get along well. They take forever. I actually really hate knitting scarves, but I will knit them for people I love. <laughs> On the run. Well, I need to be honest. Until yesterday, I hadn't done a blasted thing since I last recorded. I actually lost my Fitbit about a month ago, and I have been a lazy bum ever since. So I know a Fitbit is not an actual solution to getting or staying in shape, but I find that for me, having one keeps me honest, because I can say, oh, I exercised a few days ago. No, no, you really didn't. Go back and look at the data. You have not done anything in two weeks. Go get your butt out there and move. So I've got the Fitbit, it arrived a couple days ago, and yesterday I hopped in the pool and swam for the first time in about two months, and I have definitely lost some fitness. My legs felt strong, my arms and my abs and my back and my heart <laughs> did not feel so strong. So after about 150 yards in the pool at some six lengths, I decided to call it a day. That was that was the end for me. So then I headed to the indoor track because so my legs still didn't feel like I'd given them much of a workout. And I walked a mile to give my legs a little more something while I let my arms, abs, back and heart rest. <laughs> you know, it's amazing because I've been doing this running and run walking and walking half marathon thing for 10 years now, just about. It's amazing how strong my legs are. They don't lose the fitness nearly as fast as the rest of me does. It's kind of disturbing at the same time to realize how relatively in shape one part of your body is while the rest of you is a fat lump. <laughs> But, but that's okay. I still want to get in better shape. Um, but I really need to find an arm exercise regimen for swimmers to add to my strength training because boy, you know, just doing, we called it the crawl when I was a kid. I think it's called freestyle now. It really kicks your butt. Literally. I mean, wow, my arms are sore today from just doing 150 yards. You know, that's not even the distance to my husband's, my son's school from our house. And we live fairly close by. But so I am going to focus on getting him in better shape just in general. And I'm toying with the idea there is a local half marathon. It's usually run on Mother's Day or the week before or after. And maybe trying to get in shape. If not run it, maybe walk it just to slowly get every time. Let me back up a step here. So as you've probably noticed in the past year, every time I've tried to get back in shape to get back to running more than a 5K, Something happens, I get injured, my toddler jumps on my foot, you know, my knee acts up. So my thought is that I actually plan to walk a half marathon just to get the basic level of fitness and then run parts of it. So for example, midweek training would be a couple of short runs uh, or like maybe one run, one walk or two runs and one walk, that sort of thing. 
And then my, on the, on the weekend, my long run would actually be a walk to give my knee and the rest of my body a break. So as long as you get the mileage in on the day, you can do, you know, you can dare, you can, you're guaranteed to complete those 13.1 miles. Um, and that's actually how I did my first half marathon. I walked my first half marathon from start to finish and didn't actually start running until much later, until I was in better shape because I've been dealing with this knee thing for, you know, 20 years now. So that's my kind of game plan at the moment. We'll see if it works out. I actually want to get back into running, but my body is telling me that I need to definitely increase my basic level of fitness first. So swimming for cross training, lots of walking, and then doing one or two very short runs a week. That's the game plan. Also strength training. Out and about. So two quick things to share with you. On December 1st, I will be at the Norwood Adult Day Health Center, which is a community um, visiting nurses association program. It's um, but it's on site so that the, the patients come to them as opposed to the nurses going to the patients. And so they are running a craft fair fundraiser. It's their first one. So I will be there. They asked me to actually come. I ran into um, the coordinator at something back in May and she reached out to me to ask if I would be willing to come and uh, help support them. And I think that's going to be a lot of fun. And then on December 8th, I am going back to the 31st annual Framingham Auxiliary Police Craft Fair. And that is my fourth or fifth time doing this fair. And this is always a great one. If you are in the sort of um, western suburbs of Boston, there are a lot of amazing crafters who come to this show. And also there's a bakery and their garlic bread. I'm not talking about like garlic bread, like you slice up bread, put garlic butter on it and roast it. I mean, bread actually baked with garlic in it is amazing and you need to try it. That's what I get for myself for lunch every year before the show opens to the public. I walk over to the baker, get myself a small mini loaf. They're like six inches around or so. And I bring a Ziploc bag with me on purpose so I can eat half of it with whatever I brought for my lunch, like a Lara bar or, or, or something along the lines, that line beef jerky, something. And I've, I've got that won't spoil. And then I've got my Ziploc bag. I can bring the second half of the loaf home and have it with my boys that night because, oh my God, it's so amazing. Anyway, enough about the bread. This has definitely been a long show for me. We're almost at the 30-minute mark. So I want to say I hope you all had a very happy Thanksgiving, those of you who celebrate. And we're getting now into the Christmas and Hanukkah seasons coming up. So I hope you all have a wonderful time with your family. And I will talk to you next week with more details about the third Be A Helper craft alarm. Thank you so much for listening. Keep those legs and those needles moving. Bye-bye.